Want to have safe kinky sex? Make sure you make your way over to AdamEve.com. Adam and Eve has over 12 million satisfied customers worldwide. Everything from the newest vibrators to classic movies. When you're on AdamEve.com, make sure to enter in the promo code HUSH50. That's H-U-S-H-5-0 to get 50% off almost any one item and free shipping. Do I need to say that again? Free shipping. Make sure you have your kinky safe sex needs satisfied by visiting AdamEve.com. Welcome to Hush, the podcast guaranteed to give you a load of fun. And with that being said, let's slide into the episode. To volume 66 of Hush. My name is Kim and I have my co-host with me. Chris. And we are on the podcast that talks about sex, dating, relationships, and all things kept on the Hush. We're very excited today to bring you the creators of an app called Hashtag Open. Yes, very excited. Thank you for having us. Do you mind giving us a little bit of an introduction about yourselves? Sure. Um, I'm Amanda and the co-founder of Hashtag Open with my partner, David. And um, I uh, have a background in government and politics and I grew up in the South. Um, I met David when I went back to graduate school studying international security and game theory. I did not grow up in the South. Um, <laughs> I, I actually grew up in a place called Northampton, Massachusetts, which is a pretty sex-positive community out in the hills of Western Massachusetts, and um, have had a career in technology, um, different service provider, internet access, um, voice over IP, a range of things like that. Met Amanda um, really uh, just after finishing a wonderfully successful 20-year relationship um, but was winding down from um, that marriage and uh, and we actually met on an app. Very awesome. Actually, Chris and I met off of MySpace, not an app, but very old school. (laughs) I remember MySpace. (laughs) As do I. So getting down into the app that you have both created, can you explain what Hashtag Open is and what makes it unique from other dating apps? Sure. Yeah, Hashtag Open is a um, dating app for people in open relationships, be that ethical non-monogamy or if they're a swinger or or if they're just open-minded and looking to have a um experience with other sex positive people um i think you know one of our biggest differentiators is really that hashtag open was built um by david and i you know as users for users so we really built it with um how we would want to to be treated and have our our data treated and you know just what we would look for inside of an app and inside of a community um 
to date. We don't do that as much now because we have a little app that we're trying to get out there in the world. So, <laughs> but we really, I mean, uh, to follow up on what Amanda's saying, we, we felt um, that there were a lot of people who fell out of, I would say, sort of the, the traditional norms. Um, uh, by that I mean like married or single or straight or gay or male or female. Um, and, and we were seeing both in our own exploration and then as a couple, we were, we were seeing a lot of people using like different workarounds and we thought, you know, there's got to be a, a better way to approach this, not necessarily a right way because there are lots of different right ways, but just a better way. And so it's our approach to it, which just is informed by our own experience and journey. That's really awesome. I'm not sure how personal you wanted to get, but I did want to ask, did you guys have any experience? So I noticed that one of the options that you can choose is whether you're like in an open relationship. Um, do you consider yourselves both monogamous or uh, interested in poly, or was this just made for other people that were interested in that? Well, so actually 97% of our 62,000 profiles identify in some form of open or ethically non-monogamous monogamous relationship. Um, polyamory actually is really high on that list. I think it's like 25, 26%. Um, and we, we list um, a whole bunch of demographic breakdowns on our website. Um, there's a stats page, but um, we do consider ourselves in an open relationship. And what we, what we feel really is that um, too often monogamy is like the default option. And, um, you know, it, it really depends a little bit on your age and your background and where you're coming from, but we just feel like it's a it's a conscious decision, and everybody in the app is very conscious about it. So, were were friends and family supportive of the idea of you launching hashtag Open? I would say that that's 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 a mixed bag. You know, some have definitely been um, more supportive than I don't think we have anybody that's not supportive of. Uh, it falls a lot along sort of traditional lines, right? Um, mm. Our parents don't particularly want to know much about it, and <laughs> neither do our kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I find siblings to be supportive. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and friends have been very supportive, incredibly supportive. And we should say, I mean, we have a, a team of people. We've been working on this for a few years. Um, uh, we have a, a wonderfully um, talented, creative team um, that has been building this with us. And, and they're the best support anybody could ask for. A solid foundation. Um, that's very awesome with, with this. Uh, we wanted to know, what challenges did you face when you initially launched the app? Well, so many challenges. <laughs> um, uh, I would say one challenge is it was it was a little more difficult, I guess, than I, I thought that it would be. Um, what do you think? Well, I mean, I think the biggest challenge, frankly, has been getting word out. It's been the ability to market um, what we know is a is a an interesting offering, right? The interest in polyamory and ethical non-monogamy in the kink community. Um, I mean, it's been growing for years now and continues to grow even in sort of challenging times because of some legislation that was signed into place um, known as FOSTA or FOSTA-SESTA. Uh, it has become completely impossible for anything that's sex positive to promote itself on the, on the internet these days. And so the biggest challenge has been getting to the people who might have an interest in what we're doing. 
Alright. And um, what successes have you encountered since launching the app? Um, yeah, I, I think one success is always obviously when people let us know that they have matched with someone else and and in different stages of that um you know we've had people that have actually uh added to their um you know their poly relationships you know other partners mm -hmm. and we've had we've, we've had one that um a user who met up with another user since the time of Corona and actually had some really cool, different, unique um, Zoom date ideas. So, yeah, I guess the success that I would say is whenever whenever we get people together. That's awesome. That sounds, uh, that sounds like a, a great way to express your success with that one. Um, do, do you guys have any favorite uh, features on the app? Well, I, I do, but I, you know, I wanted to say that one of the things for me that oh. has been incredibly fulfilling with the app mm -hmm. um, is prior to um, COVID, you know, last year at Pride and a variety of events that the team, you know, travels around, um, it's not that unusual for someone to come up to us, and um, generally it's to Amanda, um, she's much more approachable of us. And um, and just express their their gratitude for having found a place that um, is you know is a home for them. And, and and when I see that happen, and inevitably it's followed by a huge hug, um, it gives me a big smile. So you know it's 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 taken longer. It's been slower going than we anticipated because of the parking challenges, but it's very fulfilling. I was just going to ask that later in the interview, if any users had approached you directly um, and if that provided a sense of fulfillment. So that's awesome that it's creating those connections in people's lives. I think that's amazing, especially during this time uh, with the pandemic occurring. And I feel that a lot of people are, you know, it's kind of hard for them to maintain the human connection. They feel a sense of loneliness. I think that it's awesome that this app can kind of bridge that gap, you know, during this time. And that's one of the things that's incredible about technology, right? There are certainly plenty of challenges and perils, but I mean, that's, that's in large part, I think what drove us to do this is we realized that, you know, these are tool sets that can be built to help people navigate, you know, sometimes tough things, right? You know, saying what you want and what you don't want or what you need um, or what you can't provide is not something that's necessarily easy or natural for people. And we try in the app to take them through that kind of a process to help with that. And, and uh, so that's, that is. It is definitely a unique time and, you know, connection is exceptionally important because our mental health is exceptionally important. Mm -hmm. um, but also during this time, through hashtag open, you can have a lot of um, just really, I think, rewarding experiences, right? You can um, come in and and you know, work on your conversational skills, work on your texting skills, you know, uh, see what it is that you, what really does turn you on. Um, and then, you know, if you do make a connection with somebody, it's kind of like we have this forced delayed gratification put on us. And so it kind of pushes everybody to be um, in the long game, if you will. Um, so I, I think people are actually kind of getting to know each other on a, on a deeper level 
because of the, the state of the world. And, mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. And hopefully finding, you know, other, other sex-positive people to, to connect with. And did you, and Phil, with the, with the pandemic, did you guys have any fears or doubts that, you know, the amount of users would go down or anything like that? Well, of course. I mean, uh, yes. Um, I mean, really, what we've seen is growth, but but mm-hmm. you know, not not as quickly as it might be if you know people. I mean, some you know, people are people are all over the map, right, in terms yeah. of where their feelings are at. Um, so we've grown through this period, um, but we were you know in in February we added six thousand new users that month. Um, Amanda actually had um, started a petition because Facebook wouldn't let us advertise. Um, they said that we were that we were um, outside their community guidelines and standards because we offered partner profiles. Um, you know, obviously, in, in serving the the Indian community and the poly community, it's important that people are able to be transparent and, and disclose and communicate sometimes with their partners in, in these situations. And for Facebook, that basically us in the two tough piles. So, um, so growth slowed through this, but we've continued to grow. Um, you know, in the neighborhood of ten percent a month, which is not terrible. Mm, okay, that's pretty good. We can actually relate to that Facebook and Instagram community guideline. We get restricted from promoting as well because it's a sex-based podcast. So I definitely know what you mean when it's hard to get the word out about something that's sex positive, you know, there's still so much stigma around it, even with apps like Facebook, even Twitter, and that's more liberal, you know, with, with certain things that you can post on there. Um, but we, we also come across those types of barriers as well, those obstacles to our promotion. So it's kind of sad that it's like that. But in terms of connecting, which area seems to have the most users right now with your app? Eighty-five percent of our users are in the U.S. Now, let's break out from there. Uh, our most popular areas are California, New York, and Massachusetts, Texas. I'm thinking um, Seattle. I mean, it tends to be like Texas. It's the greater Austin and Dallas area. Um, Seattle is where we actually launched our beta. New York is a is a really large market for us, and uh, I mean the you know. The, the users are dispersed across the country primarily. They are. David and um, I were exceptionally lucky. We toured with um, the Home Film Festival and went to 17 different cities across the United States so, um, before we actually launched the app. So we had, we had little pockets of, of people, which was, was nice. Actually, there's, there's a good activity up in Canada as well. Very awesome. It sounds like it is slowly spreading um, and reaching other people to make the connections. In terms of the future, what visions do you have for Hashtag Open? You know, uh, this fall we'll be launching some sort of member-supported services. So at this point, everything we do is free, and it has been since inception. Um and, you know, we're excited to have the users start to contribute to our growth and start to help us decide where to grow. Um, through the COVID season, we've launched a series called Hashtag Open Ed. Um, what do we have, 20, 20, almost 
maybe even 30. It's been, I guess, six months that we've started, you know, again, community and connection is so important and we wanted to give our members the ability to connect with each other outside of the app. So we've been, as David said, putting these sex positive educational events together and we do, you know, fun topics. We do some deep talk topics, but these are video conferences, um, basically, um, sessions that people can log into live or see uh, by going to our website um, where they're listed in linked to our YouTube channel. That is very awesome. So in addition to it being an app where people can date and make connections, it's also informative of any type of sex positive events. That's very awesome that you were able to install that into the app. I don't think I've come across any dating app that's actually done that. Well, so, I mean, words don't always do things justice. We may or may not have explained properly in that um, what we've done is offered for the hashtag open community and anybody else that wants to join a series of, if you will, online classes, um, seminars, where um, a couple of members of the hashtag open team, um, Sarah Sloan, who is a sex educator and who leads up um, our operations, and um, Miley, the product manager, will bring in... Um, guests to talk about a subject and um and there the community participates with questions or demonstrations um, that we've been posting those up so we've been trying to if you will they're like virtual events that's very awesome um before you both decided to create the app what dating challenges did you face prior to the app being created i had so many dating challenges um but my biggest one is that it, it, I felt like I could never authentically go to a date as, as myself. Um, you know, there's always these assumptions that were put on top of me that, um, that just made me always constantly feel like I wasn't getting a fair chance to state what it is that I was actually looking for. Right, because that's different for all of us throughout our lives, and and in different you know stages. Some people are looking for Mr. Right, and some people are looking for Mr. Right now. But I felt like you know people should be able to to state which one they are, and uh, um and and be believed in that. That's really awesome. I do like how when I went through, it was pretty user-friendly to set up. I created a profile just to go ahead and get a feel for the app itself uh, prior to this interview. Um, I, I think that it's very user-friendly to set up. I love all the different options that you can choose from to identify yourself. Um, you know, I thought that was very awesome. And I had ended up making a, a profile for both Chris and I, so I like that as well, that the app gives you like a couples kind of thing. Because, you know... Uh, some apps that are like that is strictly like swingers or something like polyamorous, but this one has so many options that you can choose from. So I thought that was very awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. And I know you asked earlier, and I think we caught ADD and didn't get around to answering it, but what our favorite part of the app is. And I don't know if you got to really play around with the hashtags, but yeah, that would be my favorite part. And just the different lists, and we have you know, I think three different examples of hashtag lists there for you, but you can also make your own list. And then 
you know, really kind of identify what interest you have or what experience it is that you're you're looking to have in your in your dating life. Well, and I combine not just the hashtags with the fact that you can search the hashtags. And so when you use our travel feature, right, you can like travel to LA and then search for hashtag Rope BDSM or hashtag rope. You can travel to Seattle and search for, you know, hashtag goat yoga. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I love love doing hashtag searches and seeing, you know, just the different faces and combinations of people that come up. Are you surprised with some of the hashtags that are trending on the app? Are you like, whoa, we didn't expect that? Or are you just like, wow, awesome? Well, there's a funny story there. (laughs) (laughs) Amanda loves um, these word scatters, like where you take like a bunch of data and analyze it and then the big words pop out. And I can tell you the first time we did it, (laughs) the big one that popped out was hashtag anal. (laughs) (laughs) It is what it is. Like, you know, hey, this is the big hashtag right now. I'm proud to say that we have evolved a little bit and now it's hashtag friends hashtag friends is not number one and i think still in the top 10 but friends is at the very top (laughs) i love that so so goat yoga isn't in the top 10 either (laughs) (laughs) we're getting the word out there (laughs) it's rising up in the ranks (laughs) you know one of the cool things too is since i installed the app you were talking about um, the certain types of virtual events going on, it actually gives me a notification on my phone that's very user-friendly, directs me straight to the app. I thought that was cool. Like I said, I haven't come across anything that, you know, there's just certain apps where it just, it doesn't give you that, that type of virtual event kind of feeling. With podcasting, we get notifications like that, but this is so different, you know, it's a different avenue. And I thought that was very cool that it actually gives you the notification. You can click on it. You can take a look at at the virtual event itself so i think that's very awesome that that's that's part of it i think that's so proactive in trying to get the word out speaking about that we wanted to know what avenues have you used so far to promote the app and how would you like us to get the word out for you you know the the primary avenue has really been this it's been like word of mouth talking to people who are um, you know, thought leaders and really care about and investing in the ethical non-monogamy, sex-positive, marginalized communities. And I don't mean to lump that all together, but, you know, 10% of our users, um, you know, identify um, as non-binary um, um, or, or uh, either male nor female. Um, we've got, um, like... 40% of our users identify as straight, leaving 60% identifying, you know, otherwise. Um, and you know, as I said earlier, like in terms of relationship style, um, we're absolutely open to all relationship styles, but 97% are in some form of, of ethical non-monogamy. Um, so this is a relatively small community. It's growing and you know, we just love to tell everybody you can. Yeah, it, as David said, really word of mouth is is so important, and and any you know, Facebook groups uh, or or groups of uh, poly 
Well, that's part of what's so funny about like Facebook's answer, like our, our, you don't, you don't comply with our community guidelines. And Amanda was like, are you kidding me? Like there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of poly and, um, uh, uh, swinging and kink groups. How, how yeah. do we not comply with the community guidelines? Okay, really so, you know, getting somebody to mention us in those groups is, is great, but any way that you can get the word out is amazing. And just participate in, in that, right? That's, you know, um, the more people engage, actually, the, the better it becomes. And, and we've seen, we've actually been seeing a, a really even uh, uh, greater growth on the community engagement and new users. So that's a, that's a good sign. We will definitely make sure to get the word out on all of our social media pages, as well as the website once the episode is published. Um, I totally agree, though, with the Facebook groups. I'm actually part of some BDSM groups on the um, on Facebook because I was reaching out to try to see if any of them would like to be guests on the podcast. And I'm also part of like these female, uh, it's kind of like female empowerment groups, but they are very sexualized. And so they come out and they post pictures occasionally in their lingerie. And it's amazing, right? Because like, for the podcast, we can't put anything that looks sexual, like absolutely nothing, because then it gets flagged all of a sudden when it goes through the Facebook promotion system, and and that's like a violation. But yeah, I totally agree. It's it's all these groups on here that that are part of the community um, that I feel Chris and I can definitely get the word out to, but I just find it amazing how contradictory or how ironic it is that you can't do a promotion for something uh, that's sex positive, but yet there's sex positive groups. Exactly. It, yes, exceptionally frustrating. Yeah, and thank you for doing what you're doing. I mean, it's the, the important thing is that we all keep pushing back, right? Because um, yes. I think it's pretty clear where things will go if we don't. Exactly. So many restrictions. And I find it crazy because now I grew up um, a little bit of background that I share on the podcast is I did grow up with a primarily Catholic background. Uh, my mom was a teen mom, so it was kind of like a shame, you know, she didn't have the sex talk given to her. So by the time she was 17, she did have two kids and that's where she ended up giving me a sex talk pretty early in life. But she's the only one in my family. Everything was kept on the hush, which is where we pretty much uh, conceived the name for the podcast. But it's just so much stigma around sex or relationships. Like you, it was things that you couldn't talk about that I couldn't talk about growing up. And I think Christopher went through the same thing, right, Chris? Like it was just not something easy that you could bring up and openly talk about. That I feel like that's one of the reasons why we created the podcast was to face the stigmas and break the stereotypes, really. And acknowledge that it's one of the greatest pleasures in life. It is. And so, you know, to have the shame and stigma and um, mystery is just so kind of productive. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and like I said, just to like tag back, it's um, growing up, my family wasn't as, as strict as Kim's, but it was it was just really like it was there. But it was like I said, it was kind of like a growing up in like the late 80s early 90s it was kind of like an underground thing like whatever what all the stuff that we're talking about your app like if that was ever anything out there that was kind of underground stuff or it was yeah. or people 
heard of it, but it was like a select few people that were into it. And so I think, like I said, I always give Kim kudos for coming up with like this podcast because I think it's a good place for people to come. Like your app is like it's a great place for people to feel comfortable talking about what we all do. This is all something that everybody likes to do, no matter who you are. Is just no one likes to talk about it in the open because of fear of, you know, oh, they're not going to like my style or they're not going to like what I like or they're going to put me down for it. So I think that just like having this avenue of, of now with technology, it's a lot more easier for people to connect with other people who who have these these thoughts and these things that they want to try. And, and I think it's great that now we're all able to just openly access that and, you know, not care because we realize there's thousands, if not millions of other people who feel the same exact way, but now they have a, a great place to kind of, you know, come together and talk and laugh and joke about it and not feel, you know, segregated in any way. So I think it's, I think it's also really great the app that you guys created um, just because like I said, it, it gives people that comfort knowing like, Hey, we could be freaks and get freaky, but you know, it's acceptable. So it's not like, you know, we have to, you know, Oh, let's meet over here at this motel. Let's meet over here. It's now, like you said, you can, we can go to LA and we can say, Hey, what's trending out here? And like I said, Hey, let's try goat yoga. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> we'll really find some people. Up on that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I've actually seen like, like pictures of it. And I'm like, that sounds interesting, but I'm not sure if that's something I would want to try. Maybe if you there's know, actually, there's a blog post on our on our site. Miley went to not not go tipping. Yoga, yoga, clown tipping. We so to piggyback off of your story, Chris. I I grew up in the South, and I mean, you want to talk about a sex negative place? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm a child of. I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's called True Love Waits, where you basically sign off on swearing that you're not going to have penetrative sex until you're married. Mm-hmm. Um, but David and I talk about the... You're still not married. You've never married. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's why you don't have premarital sex. You just don't ever get married. It can't be pregnant. Uh, exactly. But, you know, David and I started talking when we first got together, and like this idea of like, if you have these visions and fantasies of being a clown tipper, and all you can think about is is finding clowns and tipping them over, and you have so much shame and guilt uh, built up because you think that you're the only person that wants to do this, and then. When you, lo and behold, find out that there's somebody else out there in the world that wants to tip some clowns with you too, or our whole community, just mm-hmm. how, you know, affirming that can be, it is, it's just really the difference between um, being accepted and not being accepted. I think that's completely empowering when you find that community, you know, I, I think that's, that's one of the things behind these connections is the empowerment. Definitely. I think it's also fun too to to kind of realize like even when you find out people like you know and you're like I had no idea you were into this and they're like I had no idea you were into this so I think that's like a cool thing it's like sometimes it's just like to to reconnect friendships on like a different level where it's like you know it's like you you're always like I wonder what they're into because Kim 
gets like those weird I things do. like that. Where I she's look at like, I wonder, I wonder what their what their sex life is like. I, I look what at they couples do. and I totally think that it's so weird, but I do sometimes. I'm like, hmm, I wonder what they're into in the bedroom. You know, are they into <laughs> <a> personality? <laughs> exactly <Yeah>. right. Like, <laughs> or you, like you'll see your neighbor and you're like, hmm. I wonder, and then like you said, and then like maybe one day where you're just like on the app and you're like, "Hey, I know exactly who that is," and then you're like, "That's weird," and then you like start talking about it, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I've been into it for years." Yeah, yeah, now we can really be friends and neighbors. Exactly. Exactly. Why didn't we invite you upstairs a long time ago? Yeah, right. (laughs) Speaking of the app, it's probably a silly question, but we always like to ask. Where can people find the app? We are in the Apple um, App Store and the Google Play Store. And we also, you could come to our website if you want to find out more information about us, mm-hmm. which is hashtag all spelled out, hashtag open.com. And hashtag open um, is also our um, username or handle on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Yes. Um, I try to steer clear of that last one. I do too. <laughs> we're not fans. <laughs> and do you have any future projects or goals for hashtag Open you'd like to discuss? You know, long term, um, one of the things that Amanda very much would like to do and that we're committed to doing. Um, well, first of all, all of our data, as she previously mentioned, is. Um, effectively sort of held in trust. We can't, we can't use it for any commercial purpose other than running the community mm-hmm. um, and um, anonymized research. So long-term, we would love to be able to work with, um, you know, appropriate um, accredited researchers um, to study some of what people actually do versus what they say they do mm-hmm. um, and be able to um, help unconfuse some of the world. Very awesome. And we wanted to end the interview with the question, what is the lasting impression that you want hashtag open to make? Yeah, I just, as David was saying, you know, what we can learn from the, the data of the community that we're building, I think will be exceptionally powerful and help to normalize sex positivity and, 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 you know, really shape and structure how we talk about sex and how we how we talk to you know, our, our, our children or the next generation coming up about sex and uh, um, and also you know putting money into research and all the things that we could find there you know BDSM might cure the common cold so we don't know because nobody is putting the money into into that kind of research so you know ultimately the lasting impression is just that we have provided a safer platform for our members to come together and and just authentically speak their truth and find find somebody out there that wants to do the the same things that they didn't want to do or wants to have the same experience that they want to have. Find that neighbor to connect with. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm or, just yes, asking because... or neighbors. <laughs> you know, we do ultimately have. Um, the, the one hope of having you know, different partnerships that can accommodate more than, than just two people. Yeah, or maybe they're a secret goat yoga instructor. <laughs> he is really caught up on that. 
I'm now it is it is now a goal in life now. I'm going to try goat yoga. <laughs> I have I've decided. No, we really love the um, inspiration behind hashtag open. We love the the mission behind it. Um, what what you value with the app. And we are going to do our best to make sure that we can get the word out about the app. Um, I feel like that's important to create sex-positive environments because when you don't have these talks, you know, you never know the connections that you can be making. I feel like I'm so big on connections because I have like a journalism background and I did social and behavioral science. So that's just kind of what I look into is human connection, you know, and how we make that. Um, and basically telling people's stories in regards to that. Um, so I feel like that's that's a big thing, especially now where we have these restrictions to how much human connection we can have with social distancing. I think that's, in a, in a strange way, I think it's like a perfect time for an app like this to come out and allow people to explore um, what they're into. And it's I think the hashtag goes so perfectly with how social media is built up, you know, there's so many things trending and, and that just like goes right into what people are used to seeing. So I think, I think it's awesome. And I wish you both the best with the success on this app. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ken, Chris, and Dick's for having us on. It was great to speak with you both. Thank you. I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. And again, we appreciate you taking the time to come onto the Hush podcast. Thank you. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning into the Hush Podcast. Make sure to find us on Podbean, Red Dragons Radio, Google Play Music, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, thehushpodcast.com, our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter page.